With Yatadishmaya, let's continue with our lessons and meeting with the King of Kings. Today we're going to talk about tefillah, which is prayers. And so, near the end of, of um, yesterday's shiur, we presented a fundamental principle of avoda that you have to speak to Hashem directly in nocha, in like a second person, not any star third person. And we, I think we spoke about that in the shiur before yesterday, or the one prior that to that. And this is one of the most important concepts that we're going to discuss because we must always live with Hashem and not feel detached from Him. Chas v'shalom. And so now with Hashem's help, we're going to discuss the level of tefillah, prayer. David Amalek revealed the true relationship to tefillah. And I am tefillah. And his entire life from beginning to end was all about tefillah. And this teaches that beyond the three prayers that Chazal have established to say each day for men, the proper approach is, as we are taught, if only a person would pray all day long. And what does this mean? After we spoke about feeling that Hashem is next to us, right? And feeling His divine providence. But we didn't, didn't really deal with the principle of tefillah. We stated that one has to recognize Hashem's existence, presence, and providence. But in fact, every challenge in our avoda and every spiritual attainment has to include tefillah. And so let's let's open this up more. We stated before that a person has to recognize hashkaha pratit, which is divine providence. For example, you you might move your hand and you'll ask yourself, who moved it? With my physical eyes, it, be, it seems as if I moved it, but I know, master of the world, that the one who is truly moving my hand is you and no one else. No one lifts a finger down below unless a proclamation is issued from above. So here you should introduce the aspect of tefillah. Say to Hashem, intellectually I know that you govern the world, and therefore it is you who move my hand. But my heart makes me feel that a person controls himself. I ask you, Hashem, to enable my intellectual knowledge to influence my heart so that it too will really feel this truth. So in other words, besides working to infuse the awareness of Hashem's providence, you have to engage in tefillah. You feel the contradiction between your mind and heart and you want to really feel the truth? Add a tefillah. And entreat Hashem, master of the world, if you don't help me to feel your providence, all the effort in the world will not help. I can only initiate an arousal from below, but success mainly comes from you. And these prayers has to be said in the second person. And such words bring you to the state of an I am prayer. So that you'll pray properly throughout our daily contemplation, you should consider the significance of prayer. It's written in the Torah. It was before any wild shrub existed on earth and before any wild plants had yet sprouted for Hashem had not yet brought rain upon the earth. And there was no man to work the ground. And Rashi explains is how to understand this verse by switching its order. Why was there no rain? Because there was no human being to work the ground. But even more fundamentally, there was no one to recognize and appreciate the benefit of rain. Only later, 
when Adam Arishon existed and he recognized the necessity of rain, for the world did he pray. And in response, the rain fell, and the trees and vegetation sprouted. So here we can see the well-known principle that anything one seeks, be it material or spiritual, must be attained through prayer. Because without prayer, you can't achieve a single thing, nothing. So when working in this area, stop, stop, and say before Hashem, Master of the world, I see that even one who does not observe Torah and Mitzvot receives blessings from you. It seems that one can receive blessings even without prayer. And on the other hand, I believe the words of Azal, who said that prayer is needed for any blessing. So Master of the world, I pray, that my faith in the words of Azal be sound, and that although my eyes of flesh and blood can't see this truth, that I will have the merit to believe in it completely. And this is a very good day to do that. In this day of the tents of Tevet, which is rebuilding this inner sanctuary, the Holies of Holies, which was our connection, like we discussed yesterday, to Kadosh Baruch Hu, our relationship, was, was in a way, was the attempt was to sever it completely. Today, it's a day that we have the opportunity where the cosmic windows are wide open for us to really scream and cry and however which way you can show Hashem that it's truly your desire. It's truly your desire to be in the Vegas and close and to cling to Him. To open your heart. To let you see it. To let you feel it. And so some people will need to clarify this intellectually and perhaps at length. But you have to pray. You have to still pray to maintain the Yamuna that nothing, nothing can be achieved without without tefillah. And this emuna itself requires tefillah. So as long as you believe that tefillah is needed only for extra aid from above, in other words, if you feel that it's essentially up to you, and you can basically take care of yourself, and you get what you need, you haven't yet appreciated the nature of tefillah, and you must therefore work to attain the level of true tefillah, you must know, you have to know in your heart that without tefillah, you can't achieve anything. You can't contemplate this point very, very well and review it again and again and again. Speak to Hashem and say to Him, speak to Him. I know, say, I know that if I don't pray, I won't achieve anything. I don't feel this fact strongly yet, Hashem. But it's clear to me in my mind I ask you, please, Hashem, help me to feel the need for tefillah and to live accordingly. And say this time and again and again and again until you feel that, in fact, without prayer, nothing can be attained. Without speaking to Hashem, you have nothing. So we learn two facts about tefillah. First, that it demands avoda of your own. In other words, in order to reach the level where tefillah it's really going to be true and come from depth of your soul. You have to strive to recognize that without tefillah, nothing, nothing can be attained. You have to work on this a great deal, a great deal. And the second fact is that tefillah encompasses all our avoda. There's no aspect that does not require tefillah first. If you want a livelihood, you have to pray. If you want to get married, you have to pray. If you want children, you have to pray. For that as well, you have to pray for everything. That's even true, even with material concerns. But the main need is when you seek spiritual attainment, 
every aspect of avoda if you really want to attain a level you have to join tefillah and join in your 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 your, your words and you speak it out to hashem and to, to uh, with all other efforts the safar makadoshim teach us that the four legs of hashem's throne correspond to abraham yitzhak yaakov and david amalek abraham avinu was the first leg of the throne he embodies the attribute of loving hashem Yitzhak is the second leg. He embodies the attribute of awe. And Yaakov is the third leg. He embodies the attribute of compassion. And the Torah commands us to cleave to these attributes. And as he is gracious and compassionate, so shall you be gracious and compassionate. And David Amalek is the fourth leg of the throne. He embodied and I am tefillah. Tefillah is the means for achieving all other positive character attributes without adding tefillah to every aspect of our avoda. Nothing, nothing we acquire will have any permanence. Do you understand that? As long as the world lacks the proper level of tefillah, whether collectively or individually, we cannot, we cannot, guys, merit the geula. Tefillah is an absolute requirement for the Geula. Absolute. There can be no true achievement. None without Tefillah. So if you therefore imagine that you've attained something without praying for it, you're delusional. Mamish, you're delusional. Tefillah is vital. It's not merely an important detail or a nice thing that ought to be done or attained. Nothing. Nothing can be achieved without it. Nothing. And so... Well, to what can this be compared? So let's say you enter a small market and you buy a bottle of soda. And then the storekeeper takes a bottle out of the refrigerator and he begins to hand it to you. He stretches out his hand to give you the bottle. And however, the bottle then pulls the, out his hand back. He pulls his hand back and the bottle falls to the floor. So tefillah is like the hand. It's a receptacle. Without tefillah, no matter what Hashem offers us, we won't be able to receive it. Tefillah applies to every aspect of our avoda, to whatever it is that we want to attain. Love of Hashem, awe of Hashem, compassion from Hashem, Torah study, mitzvot, all these require tefillah. And when we begin our day, Hazal ordained that we pray. The Pasuk says, they shall fear you when the sun rises. So tefillah is needed at the point of transition from darkness to light. And this is the ideal time to have the ability to learn, to learn throughout the day, to learn Torah, to, 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 you know, to do mitzvot throughout the day and to perform mitzvot. The day has to begin with tefillah. The beginning of the day will then have an effect on the rest of your day. If the entire day is under the effect of tefillah, and the Torah can last, the mitzvot can last, and everything else accomplished throughout the day can last. But if the beginning is not with prayer, it's not with tefillah, but one shalom tries to serve Hashem without even praying, he's like the customer in the previous example that we just said that you go to the store and the, the owner gives out something in the bottle or whatever, and then he pulls back his hand and it falls. So the entire day has to be under the effect of tefillah. And you have to attain the habit of uttering the words of tefillah directly to Hashem throughout the day. In the second person. For example, if you wake up in the morning, you wake up in the morning, you leave your house and you go to pray. If Chazal says 
that nothing can be attained without prayer, then every prayer requires, requires even prayer. So you must even pray to Hashem before the tefillah, that you'll be able to hear, to be able to pray properly, that you'll be able to have that peace of mind without outer distractions from people around you. You can have kavana. You can have kavana or the internal distractions like troubled thoughts and worries aren't there. Turn to Hashem and say to Him, Master of the world, I wish to pray to you. I know that I need to pray. And that tefillah is the most important part of the day. As the Kuzari writes, but I know, also know that if you don't assist me in my prayer, I won't even be able to pray. So please Hashem help me so that my prayer will be real and that I'll be able to focus correctly. And you might ask, if tefillah is indeed needed to attain anything, from where does one have the ability to articulate that first tefillah? And this is a good question. There's much to be said about this, but let's briefly re reply that the initial prayer is from the soul. It's not from the brain. And here, it's not. we're not, not going to elaborate about that here. So everyone wants to say, Pesukei Dezimra. And they should be said to reach the Shemona Esrei, the main part of the prayer, without becoming distracted by any type of external thoughts. And commonly, a person's going to struggle against such thoughts time and again and again, but it, it doesn't help. But our avoda has to be totally different. A person has to know, you have to know, that you prayed yesterday and the day before, and each time distracting thoughts come to you. And you have to stop yourself before tefillah and request of Hashem. Master of the world, I beg you, I beg you, I've been trying for days and years to pray properly, but there's always distractions. I personally don't want... Don't want them. I don't want distractions. Please help me. Help me, Hashem, by removing them. And help me to truly have proper intent in my prayer. And if the main tefillah is not preceded by a tefillah, it won't be real. It'll be superficial and will lack inner power. There'll be a sense of separateness from Hashem. So this was only an example, one example, but the idea of praying before we do anything applies throughout the entire day. Even when you conclude your daily tefillah and you turn to other endeavors, other things throughout the day, you have to pray about each act that you plan to do. You have to say to yourself, if you're about to eat breakfast, pray, pray to be able to eat properly, which means that while eating, you, you won't be engrossed in the food, but spiritually, but in it spiritually, like the Torah and the love of Hashem. If you're about to learn Torah, pray to, and understand it properly. If you're on the way to do a mitzvah, pray that you should be having the right kavanah, it should be done properly. If you're on the way to work, pray to be saved from disturbances or, or from forbidden sites, that you should be able to get there and be successful and have a slacha. Pray that whatever that you venture yourself on, that you should be successful. And you should see Hashem in everything. You should see Hashem in that and what you're doing. And as long as you're alive in this world, you have to use this method. For example, if you're working to attain awareness of Hashem, and for half an hour you totally lost it, then remember afterwards, turn to Hashem and say, I know you're here, but I keep forgetting it. Help me, Hashem, to remember this important principle more frequently and to have deeper remembrance of it. And another example, you may, you may be developing faith in divine providence, and you should contemplate various matters and say, Please, please Hashem, make me worthy of having deep-rooted faith in your, in your providence. There's many details, but the point here is the same. You have to live with the truth. And you cannot let 10 minutes pass without some kind of prayer. 
prayer and here i'm saying like prayer we're saying it's you have to talk to hashem and be in a conversation with hashem and there is no exaggeration prayer here is talking to hashem the word tefillah is to talk to hashem and of course there's a long road to travel before you reach that level but nonetheless the proper way of life is to always have the company of hashem always and there's always going to be intermittent periods of forgetting but they'll be followed by remembrance and, and great people have lived who've attained the highest levels of closeness to Hashem. They embody what we just said, that we say in our Rosh Hashanah prayers, happy is the man who never forgets you. Only rare individuals can live without ever forgetting. Nevertheless, even the average person has to yearn to orientate ourselves in that direction. There's a well-known Midrash. Rabbi Levi said in the name of Rabbi Hanina, it's written, let every neshama praise Hashem. And this means that we should praise Hashem for each and every neshima, breath, that we take. And this midrash refers to the extremely exalted level of constantly praising Hashem. Before reaching this, you have to clearly remember that your very life always comes from Hashem. If you live this way, you'll come to feel Hashem's guidance each moment. And the unifying thread of your life will be tefillah will be you'll be in constant connection constant conversation constant tefillah with Kadosh Baruch Hu. pray pray to Hashem talk to Hashem and ask help me not to forget you to feel that you are here and to love you each of us should find the appropriate thing but the main idea is that from the beginning of the day until the end you should be connected to the Creator by talking and praying to him by talking and praying to him the real purpose of all this tefillah is not to get what you requested like children or livelihood parnasa <laughs> shiduk or even spirituality of course we need these things but hashem can bestow them even without our tefillah so of necessity then tefillah has a goal of its own besides its spiritual and material blessings its main purpose is a bond is a bond with hashem is a bond with your creators a bond with your god the word tefillah is related to the phrase which can be rendered with divine bonds i have been bound to god and we know from the sacred works that tefillah is the main tool for bonding it is the tool to use to bond with your creator and you must speak to Hashem directly in the second person Nochak, yet know that he is a hidden Nistar because he is infinite and incomprehensible and this is the proper way to live with the feeling that you can relate to him but know deep down that he's hidden and concealed so in summary to reach the goal of tefillah which is emuna and which is attachment to Hashem you must fulfill these two conditions number one prayers have to be said at all times all the times to the extent possible and number two they have to be spoken in the second person so that you're really with Hashem at that time you understand you Hashem are with me right now thank you Hashem for helping me give the shiurim Hashem you're amazing thank you for connecting me with this wisdom and thank you Hashem for choosing me to be a shliach to, to be an evid of Klad Israel this is how I talk this is how I talk 
Thank you, Hashem. Please help me speak the right words and help me be, you know, a, a, a conduit to give the right words over to, to your beloved children. This is how I talk. This is how you have to talk. This is how you have to talk all the time, no matter what you're doing, especially when you're doing a mitzvah or when you're learning, when you're learn, learning a halachot or when you're learning Torah. You cannot pray each moment because you're in that moment. It's going to interfere with your ability to do that mitzvah or to learn or to study the halacha, right? So the Sepharim writes that even when you're learning or even when you cannot understand something, you should pray. You should even talk to Hashem for divine assistance. And once you're privileged to understand, say to Hashem, you say to Hashem, thank you for giving me the privilege to understand. And now I ask you to help me to continue to understand. And this way you're going to give thanks for the past and you're going to beseech for the future. So in this way, the learning of whatever you're learning, Torah, Chalachot, you know, if you're doing even with a mitzvah, even in the mitzvah, you're going to be saturated with tefillah as, a, as opposed to just there being a spiritual separation between you. Indeed, the Hazonish emphasized how important it is that Torah and tefillah be perfectly united. If the bond between them is broken, then we too become disconnected from Hashem. And so, of course, on some level, there's always a connection, but it's not very profound, not at all. It's hard to imagine the incredible change that takes place when you truly attain this level. You can't, mamish, imagine the feeling, the knowing, the, the, the comfort, the comfort. You'll become a completely, completely new person. You're going to cleave to Hashem in a way that you cannot cannot be grasped by human intellect you can't even explain it if you take these words to heart hashem will enable your tefillah to generate tremendous closeness to him mamish it will and of course to attain full davekas love is required and with hashem's help is that hashem we're going to elaborate that on this in the following shirin but you must know you must know that making tefillah, talking to Hashem, is the mainstay of your life and it deserves years, years of effort. Years. And it deserving of it. Years. Then and only then can you truly attain it. And with His help of we always have to be asking Hashem to please to help us. To please help us, Hashem. Help us. And so I hope that that makes sense in a day such as today. It's mamish, it's a day to actually go into prayer with our God. Go into prayer with our God and ask Hashem on such a day where the cosmic windows are wide opening for us to reestablish that connection, that connection that was lost when we, we lost our temple, that holy of holies that was taken away from us, that we can have it back and we can have it back by building it and building it internally. Build it first internally so that we can merit Bezat Hashem to see it externally. Build it within yourself. And when you build it within yourself and when you build that strong connection within yourself with Hashem, then that there's no better way, no faster way to bring the Geula to the world. But you have to know, you have to know that we have to be aware and be and have that desire and be in that constant connection and it's okay if we're not there yet but the power that a jew has the power that we have is in our mouth ask and you shall receive ask and you shall receive 
ask and you shall receive. And with that being said, ask Hashem to make you closer to Him. Ask Hashem to give you that desire, to desire to be close to Him. Ask Hashem to open your heart and replace any of the stonage to meet a heart of total flesh. Ask Hashem to draw you as close to Him as you can possibly be in this world. <coughs> Ask Hashem today, a day of total fasting where we've been, we've we've taken away our our body desires and we're totally living in a spiritual realm right now. Ask Hashem today that you want to be totally in the vacas to Him and to help you, to help you see and to help you get there and to help you use the right words and to help you want to talk to Him. Ask Hashem today. Baruch Adonai Leolam, Amen ve Amen.